Alright, howdy y'all. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is going to be, uh, oh my gosh, we've lost count of the episodes at this point. What, 17? 16, 17? I don't know. You know what? We're past a baker's dozen, so I feel like um, we're, we're doing okay. Yeah, I've had to, we've just kind of been cruising. We're going to lose count on those. but <laughs> well, well, dude, we are finally in like the depths of football season, so I, we'll go back and I'm sure we'll number it correctly, but I'm more concerned about football than I am what number we are. Right, exactly. Well, that's a good stuff this week, though. Uh, this is Rob White, Fighting Texas Ag Class of uh, 2014. And Roy May, Fighting Texas Ag Class 2015. Yep. And uh, what we wanted to do is just kind of run our uh, kind of run our normal schedule this week. You know, we're in the depths of football, so there's plenty of football to talk about. Uh, we do want to kick things off with the number one team in the country, Clemson. I took on uh, yeah, the only little, top little only, round football. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Little, Not just the SEC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just kind of all around. We're gonna hit up uh, the first one out of here. We got Clemson and Miami. Uh, the only top ten match of the week, and kind of a blowout, really. Oh. I was uh, I was amazed by that. I gotta be honest. I didn't think that that uh, that Miami was gonna win by any means. No. But I thought that spread was massive. We picked that on the fan show, and it was fourteen and a half points. And what I'd seen from Miami so far was uh, an aggressive defense. Obviously, Manny Manny Diaz. You're gonna see it. You're mm-hmm. really defensive minded. And an offense that was clicking, uh, not not full blown, you know, insane, but they were doing well. And and when you know when an offense bogs down, but you have a dynamic quarterback like Miami has, um, you know, you can make plays and you can still move the chains. And and I think I think it's more of a uh, of, of a positive for Clemson than it is a negative for Miami. I still think Miami's really good. I still think they're going to win probably the rest of their games. Um, unless, uh, well, maybe North Carolina will be one. We'll get to that. Yeah, but we'll um, touch on but, that. But I think I think Miami is incredibly dynamic. I think they're really good, and I think it's a little bit kind of like us right now. Uh, we got smoked by Alabama, but clearly uh, we're not the team. You know, we're not we're not the team that loses by that many points to everybody. It's not like you know, for all the people that wanted to throw everything out after the Bama game, mm-hmm. you know, and like we said, that wasn't the case. It's Bama. Right. Um, so I think Miami, how they respond will be interesting. And I and I said something about Florida. We'll get into that later. But how Miami responds will be very interesting, uh, kind of in the same way of how we were able to respond post-Bama. Because they just got their doors blown off by a really, really elite football team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you take from that. I did really think they were going to cover the spread, though. No, I do think Clemson just proved what we are already knew at this point. They are the number one team in the country. And they are rolling along and just doing what they've been doing. Well, Tre- Trevor Lawrence was absolutely fantastic again, 29 of 41. Had almost 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. Yes, yeah, but I would have been coin flip on them or Bama had it not been for the outcome of the Bama Ole Miss game, which again we'll get to. A, for I, me, it's Clemson. I, if, if Alabama had put Ole Miss away early and easy, um, I think we'd still be saying, yeah, they're the two best teams in the country. But right now, you're looking at Clemson, who just. They put Miami to sleep, man. Right, yeah, I mean, they they just blew them out of the water. Yeah, so they're just steamrolling. Yeah, right now they deserve every single one of their first place votes. Right, and so they're just kind of doing thing. Uh, so uh, early slate game that wasn't ours in the in the great state of Texas. You had the Red River Shootout, and it really kind of lived up to its name for the first time in a while. Uh, you did have a, t- a game that went to what double overtime? No, oh, no quadruple, quadruple overtime. Yeah, overtime. quadruple overtime. So we didn't even get to deal with the new rules with the overtime yet. <laughs> so yeah. thank goodness, but yeah, you know, you, know, you had a you had a Texas, you had Texas and Oklahoma go the distance. Uh, well, bl- the distance bl- bl- plus. I'd say blown lead, you know, blown leads, missed field goals, terrible so, football, and a final score that was over a combined over 110. Well, we talked about this last week. I thought OU would get everything right. Um, I didn't think OU was nearly as bad as they looked. Uh, I thought Texas uh, was a Tech collapse, collapse away from being one and two headed in that game as well. Right. So, uh, oh, you just got the better talent, and and that's something that, man, we've not us necessarily, but just everybody, you know, Aggies everywhere that follow recruiting know that there is an impressive level of recruit inflation that that occurs when a kid first considers Texas. And then commits to Texas. We saw and, that. Uh, and we saw it on, you know, on, on the flip side. Um, got tweeted out a couple of times by Hop from Tex Hags. Uh-huh. But um, Texas doesn't have the horses, and that's all there is to it. I think Sam Ellinger is a good quarterback. 
Um, again, I think we've talked about it. I think he might have a future in the league somewhere in the Taysom Hill kind of thing. Like, he can throw here or there, but he can run. He's a battering ram. Um, but, you know, when it all comes out in the wash, especially when you play four quarters and four overtimes, the talent will eventually show itself. Whether right. you have the better talent or you have the lesser talent. I think that's what you saw um, Saturday in the Cotton Bowl. That's, right. And I didn't shed a single tear for Texas whatsoever. Um, I thought the game should have been over earlier. No no doubt it should have been. I, I think you look at these two teams, honestly, just two teams that probably, you know, in in previous years, even this year, people would say they should be on another level. But they're both playing kind of subpar football. And it's – and it's well, been and it's been shown a lot of ineptitude from both. No, see, and here's the catch: games. Oklahoma, relatively speaking, is playing subpar football. Sure, Texas is playing Texas football how they play and how they played for the last decade, and that's the hardest pill to swallow for for you know fans of Texas, and they 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 don't want to admit to it, but if they'll just sit down and look at the records, there are three teams in the Big Twelve that they have 500 or better record against, and it ain't OU. <laughs> it's what well, it's Kansas, say, it's was, Tech, yeah. and well, I know it ain't TCU. So, 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 well, here's the thing: I have the stats since 2010. So we're just going back a decade. You know, not going that far back. We're going back a decade. They are two and seven versus TCU. They are three and nine versus Oklahoma. They're three and seven versus Oklahoma State. They're four and four with West Virginia. Five and five with Baylor, and five and five with Kansas State. And as a nice little cherry on top. They're five and twelve versus Power Five non-conference opponents, excluding bowl games. Who are the Who are the teams in their conference that they're above five hundred? I know it's Kansas, and surprisingly, it's not a clean slate. Say, it's Kansas, Kansas <clears throat> Texas Tech, uh, Texas Tech, Iowa State. Is it Iowa State? Iowa State. Well, they, they they're ahead of Iowa State. I mean, just from Iowa State doesn't beat them very often. Uh, yeah, all right, that's fair. But so here's the catch, Sips. Like. I know you don't want to admit to it, and we didn't want to say it in the Fran years. This is who you are. This is exactly who you are. And there's, there are so many things that go into it. It's how your media blows up recruiting rankings to make you think that you have better classes. Uh, it's your head coach who has no business running a major Division One program. I didn't say blue blood, by the way. Right. A major Division One program. It's your, it's your fan base and your donors, and every big program has donor issues. And no we're, we're not exempt from it, but y'all's donors are super special. Right. It's the guys that write these massive checks and decide that they need to be sitting in meetings with the athletic director and the head coach. So it's, it's a combination of things. And then to top it off, it's the arrogance to think that you're a blue blood program and have every right to win and have every right to have whatever coach you want. And if you would shut up, like just take one step back and look at the records that he just posted. And that was like what Bob Ballou or whatever it is. I think he was the original one that posted that right. out on Twitter. Look at your records against the teams in the big 12. You keep talking about, well, you know, we need to move conferences. This conference is dying. First of all, you're the ones that kept it alive. So enjoy the bed that you made. <laughs> exactly. Two, you're not getting to the SEC. And it no. doesn't matter that you've had this epiphany that you've decided that you'll, you'll go past your crystal clean program, which is, Yet again, another piece of big fat bullshit because you right. guys cheat like everybody else. You're not getting the SEC because we have a one state uh, deal at this point because the SEC is established. Yeah, they're not going to change uh, that. The fact that you think that your Stanford academically is laughable when we when when the Ags in Missouri left to go to the SEC, all the academic rankings in the Big Twelve took a hit and the SEC took a, a big jump. So right. if you'd shut up with the talking points you read and actually research you'd realize that you're wrong there. The Big Ten may not want you, but they'll probably take you for the name recognition, and that's a market they're trying to break into because recruiting in Texas isn't always easy for the entire Big Ten. Nebraska would love that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, right. It's easy for a program like Ohio State and maybe Michigan, but breaking in, you know, breaking into Texas is tough for the Big Ten. The SEC was already in Texas, and that's all there is to it. Right. It's, it's the same region of the country, that Bible Belt, South, Southeast. Um, and the Pac-12, like, bro, if you want to start playing at 10 o'clock Central Time, man, go ahead. None of us give a shit. No. But the funny thing is, if you get out there and you think that you're the academic equal of Stanford, Stanford might laugh in your face. No like, doubt. Like, publicly. So, this is the bed you made. If, if y'all would be a little more re realistic about it, and what did we hear from Byrne years ago? Manage your expectations. Right. You don't need to manage your expectations. Just try living in reality. Live in reality and actually take a step back and look what you're getting fed, not just from the athletic department, but what you're getting fed from Surly Horns and Inside Texas. All this other bullshit 
that they're giving you all these false hope and all these recruiting rank bumps and all this other bullshit from rivals and realize that where you are is exactly where you should be given how you've recruited and who you've hired. And that's just the shit sandwich you get to eat. Let's right. move on. Let's move on. I don't like spending too much time on Texas because this, no. this podcast is not a sip podcast. No, it's not. And, you know, it's a, and they ain't listening anyway. They ain't listening anyway. It's just fun banter and we enjoy it. Uh, so moving on after that, I said we just hit, I think we're going to hit three non-conference games. The other one that was kind of the fun one of the day, honestly, was a North Carolina-Virginia Tech. That was a high-scoring game. Yeah, there's a top-10 coach uh, at North Carolina who just beat another ranked opponent by, gosh, how many? Uh, final score was 56-45, so it was 11 points. Yeah, so he beat him by 11 points, scored 56 points. The Sips should think about how they should really consider hiring <laughs> North Carolina's head coach. Yeah, I'm about um, to say, that, that guy's got a nice established history, yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> I, 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 he can probably recruit. I, he might, I mean... Old Buttertooth might be able to deal with the uh, you know with the donors in the press and and you know what's funny is I love it. It's, speaking about the sips and Mac and all this, they you know they talk about the demands of being the head coach at Texas like it's like owning the Cowboys like it's that many demands. It's really not. But yeah. there's a lot of demands that are unnecessary that y'all allow to go on and that's why Mac's gone. All right. All that's right. why you've had Charlie and that's why you now have you know Titty Twistin right. Mensa Herman. All right. Right. So I'm just I'm just afraid that they're that the Sips are becoming self aware and are actually starting to see Herman how we've always seen him. Right. But yeah, North Carolina, I gotta be honest, Max got it rolling, man. And they love that dude and they play for him and it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, I'll say good for, good on him. I mean, like I said, I've always liked Mac Brown as much as I do not like the University of Texas, as much as I don't like dealing with all the stuff that had to happen during those years, which were really Texas's second real wave of relevancy outside of the 60s and the 70s. And you know, this is the second real wave of that happening, and it was all thanks to Mac Brown. Mac Brown did so much. I mean, even during his early years with Texas A&M, when Bonfire fell, he was super supportive and yeah. very classy. And, he, and, and he, he's always been supportive. And us. he's, well, and he, I mean, he juggled, you know, all the unnecessary add-ons of pressure that come with being the head coach at Texas. Right. And he did it well. He did it with class, and they still showed him the door after – was it an eight and six season? Uh, you know they had a winning record. It was eight yeah. and five, eight and six. Hey Sips, go back and look at your record since Mac left. Wouldn't you kill for that? I'll tell you, they are not great guys. Yeah. I mean, how many, how many how many bowl games have y'all missed in that time frame? Too yeah, many to count. Anyway. They're touting bowl victories now. Yeah, it's but, All yeah. right, so let's so, get into real football. Yeah, let's talk about the SEC. All right, so moving into the Southeast Conference. Uh, so. Uh, just kind of going down our list here. Uh, early games that did take place, you know, South Carolina took care of Vanderbilt, like we all assumed would happen. Yeah. Um, but on a on a very surprising note, Missouri takes down LSU. You know, you know my dad and I were talking about this uh, either yesterday or this morning. I can't remember. Um, how surprising is it right now? Well, I mean, with twenty twenty, anything's possible. Uh, did you see? I mean, it literally looked like Missouri was out there doing a walkthrough. Yeah. Like when. When a panned out camera can't find an LSU defender in the screen on a dude running really what was a simple post, they had a flat post combo. Um, it was obviously a blown coverage, but you're talking like not even in the picture, man. And they went back and they showed the angle right at the crossing row with the defensive backs. And the outside guy ran the post and cut in front, cut in front of the corner. The safety was up tight. And when he cut in front of the corner, like the safety, like – Looked looked in uh, at the out route, and then he saw the guy kind of at the same time streaking across his face, and he like stopped, threw his hands in the air, and looked at his safety buddy like, "What are you doing?" Well, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing right now, but maybe you should just go run after that guy and see what happens, as opposed to just standing there like, "Man, this is stupid and you suck." Right. Like LSU has way deeper problems right now than scheme. Right. You know it's. Because you got torch, and that wasn't the only one where we saw a Missouri wide receiver running mm-hmm. like it was flag football at elementary school, and you had the one dude that was like the fastest kid in school as your receiver. Call, call it weird, but I mean, looking at the rest of the West, it's hard to argue that you know, outside of maybe Mississippi State, LSU is looking to be one of the weaker teams, which is just wild to think. Does LSU get Vandy this year? They already played them. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they played them last week. But, no, I mean, like, LSU um, took Vandy to the woodshed but then loses to Missouri on what was a wonky weekend because they were supposed to be a home game. But, obviously, you know, uh, Hurricane throws things but around. But they even left a day early. Right. So, like, 
Dude, it ain't so wonky that you lose to Missouri. No, no, you shouldn't lose to Missouri on that <laughs> situation. You shouldn't. So, you know what, though? It, it happens, uh, you know, whether the happens travel... The travel and the worst. Well, right. yeah, you know, maybe the travel arrangements, but I'm telling you right now, LSU losing to Missouri couldn't happen to a better group of folks in my mind. And I honestly, I wish you lost by another 30. I can't stand LSU. I've never liked LSU. So the fact that they're absolutely shitting the bed right now is almost as enjoyable as what we did on Saturday. I'm well, not I'm not kidding. That's how much joy I'm finding in LSU's failures. Well, it was really entertaining, especially, you know, you're coming off of the national title. And we all know they lost so many parts and pieces. We get that. And we knew this was going to be, at bare minimum, a rebuild year. Yeah, but still but a lot of inc- talent. It's this LSU. is incredible. It's LSU. Like, <laughs> it's not quite to Alabama reload, but, man, it might be the closest thing out there outside of Clemson. Right. So you got the talent. So now it's it's an internal issue. Right. It's, I'm not saying they have, like, locker room issues, but they're having issues. Dude, you went and hired Bo Pelini. Right. Why so, not just not have a defensive coordinator and save the money? Right. Louisiana's... St- you know, the state of Louisiana is basically broke all the time anyways, as long as they're not stealing money from children's hospitals. Right. So why not just hire, <laughs> just fire your defensive coordinator, don't pay him anything, and just not have one. Right. It can't get worse. It can't be worse. It can't. No. So, uh, next game on the slate, this was SEC 230 game. You had your, um, what was, what tr- early on was an intriguing game, and then uh, just kind of the wheels fell off there. But uh, you had Georgia and Tennessee. Georgia ends up pulling away in the second half, 44-21. I didn't think it was going to be intriguing. No. It was a 12-and-a-half point spread, and I told y'all, Georgia was finding its stride. Georgia was going to push them around, and that's exactly what Georgia did. In the second half. And that's but, fine, But, but, but only... what I'm saying, what, what I was getting to my point was it was another game kind of similar to what you saw with Arkansas. Not not as slow, but they were trailing at the half to a team that they should theoretically be better than. And they did absolutely make their adjustments and shut the game down. Yeah, but so, I mean, you hate to see those first halves, but they can obviously recover. Tennessee didn't put up a point in the second no, half. No, they didn't. They so it's, out. I mean... Right now, I think Georgia's the class of the East, and I don't think that's really that difficult to say. No, it's <laughs> really not. I mean, like I said, defensively, obviously they've made their adjustments, and offensively It's weird great. to say that Georgia would rally for a 23-point win. Right. <laughs> they, they rallied and then buried them. Right. Okay, so a uh, few more games here. Uh, so one that ended on quite a bit of controversy. Uh, absolute trash. Absolute trash. Absolute trash. But you had Auburn uh, finish off Arkansas – a, la- a late field goal, uh, uh, 30 a, to 28. A late backwards pass that was called grounding. Which uh, absolutely and, and Arkansas did, did recover it, so right. immediate recovery, even though they refused to say there was one. Um, they've already come out and said it was wrong, which when that happens, like I would rather just not get a comment from, uh, honestly, I, I'd rather, like you're basically just telling me that you're officiating yet again has screwed up a game to the point where somebody got totally hosed. And I'm not sitting here rooting for Arkansas, bro. Trust me. But... No. But man, screw Auburn. Bo Nix is not the answer. They shouldn't be two and one. And yeah, not at all. And of the games left on our schedule, that's not one at the top for me. No, it's not right now. Even on the road, it's not going to be that big. Of a Bo Nix is a, is more of a name than he is a talent right now because you thought a sophomore year he was really going to break through. He's looked like crap. Uh, he's doing simple things wrong. Right. And to be honest, they should have lost to Arkansas. Yeah. And I don't really know how how good Arkansas is. I am just fascinated watching the Sam Pittman experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of that matters because SEC officiating, again, I've said it uh, just for years, the best conference in the land has the most garbage officiating in the land. It's incredible. It seems to happen every year, too. It's like there's so many instances of this happening. And I think the silliest thing they could have ever done is create an official Twitter because everybody gets after them now. It's incredible. I went went to tag the the officiating. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tag the conference. You got to. I mean, if they're not seeing that, I doubt they're checking their Twitter. You know, no, like, absolutely like not. If you're missing the calls you're missing, I highly doubt they have somebody in charge of Twitter. Right. Because how do you even, if you create that Twitter account, how do you even respond? Right. And I get it, because like 90% of it's going to be people complaining about a holding call somewhere earlier in the second quarter that blah, 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 that in the grand scheme of things won't cost them the game. But man, you're talking about an incredibly egregious call that you had a replay to get right, and yet you and still you screwed still up. And you still screwed it up. So... 
I mean, I, I feel, I mean, and I don't like to feel for Arkansas, but I feel for Arkansas. I understand the frustration there. I would feel for any team in that situation. And that sucks. Because that is literally the one time, and I get it, like, well, they could have done more in the game. To No, no, you know what? i got to be honest. This, Arkansas this, put up, what, 28 points? I think Arkansas might have done everything they could have done right, no, this to was, be there. No, truly this was an egregious error that changed it the course of the game. It cost them a win. It absolutely and did. And it gifted one to Auburn. It absolutely And it's did. trash. Right. So, I mean, but I will say, kind of to that credit, you know, looking at Arkansas now, I think Pittman and Arkansas is a, bit, a little bit of trouble. I think it'll work. I'm not sure I'm that concerned this year just yet. No, but they, Because at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, closing out games, you know, because they did, I mean, they did have opportunities to stop Auburn. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm not looking forward to that game. No, <laughs> it, it's and that'll be the next home game at Caulfield. So get there, get early, have fun. Um, so we got two more games here on the slate. Um, I do, I'll, I'll go ahead and flip these. Um, no, we'll go ahead and go with this one. So we have uh, Alabama Ole Miss, absolute, absolute track meet of a game. Final score ended up being 63-48. Did not see that coming. No, and you I know. I think the over-under was like 50-something. Oh, you know, and yeah, I mean, like, they both almost covered yeah, both that. almost covered themselves. You know, so it's just like, and literally, if you look at the scoring in this game, it could not have been more back and forth. It was back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, the entire freaking way. It was absolutely ridiculous. Well, it just goes to show you that Lane Kiffin's going to be a problem, and I think we, I mean... Again, I think both Mississippi experiments are going to end up failing, but the only reason I thought Lane Kiffin was going to fail, again, was because of sanctions. That I think Lane Kiffin's really good at football, really really good at football operations. I think he has grown enough to understand that he has to put a lot more emphasis on the other side of the ball. No kidding. And now, granted, you didn't see it against Alabama, but Alabama went from football game to shootout mode, and Alabama can still do that. So... Alabama was able to do that against Ole Miss. And again, though, I mean, you know, Florida put a ton up on Ole Miss. So their, their defense obviously isn't elite or even close to being able to deal with teams like that. No. And but if I'm Alabama, I am spazzing out about giving up 48 points to anyone. Anybody, yeah. Anyone. Anyone. All right. And see, you know, like I said, if I'm, if I'm Nick Saban, I mean, I, I love what he said at the end of the game. They said, so I'm like, are you mad right now? He said, well, I'm not mad at my offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my dad and I were talking about that this morning. He goes, uh, I wouldn't want to be an Alabama defensive player this morning. Not, like, not a chance. I didn't even know I would have wanted to be one last night. No. And so you look at, I mean, Ole Miss, yeah, absolutely. They put up a ton of points. Um, and you got to wonder how much of that was, hey, it's first year gimmicky stuff, trying to get used to it, whatever. Or was it just Ole Miss had a good scheme? Uh, I would probably say the answer lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I think Ole Miss definitely was doing some slinging that you're not going to see them do every game. I think Lane Kiffin was doing everything in his power to beat Nick Saban. And, like, emptying the playbook, <clears throat> like, just everything balls to the wall. Uh, so it's – but Alabama was able to survive a scare. And they were able to survive a shootout, which I think is way more frightening because mm-hmm. – now you're saying Alabama can be in a shootout. So, yeah, the quarterback for Alabama Jones, he's uh, the kid is good. He's good, good, good. And if you got a defense that's going to give up cash and holes, um, yeah, he's going to – or little, you know, windows here and there, he's going to be able to find them. If you can't put him on his back all game, uh, if you let him stand up back there, he's going to pick you apart. And we, we saw that too. No, no doubt. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and I guess uh, this leads us to the last SEC game before we get into ours. And that was including our next week opponent – where um, all of a sudden you're seeing an offense which was high-flying, death-defying in the first week to going around and scoring zero points on offense. The other Mississippi experiment. Right. So here's what's funny. <clears throat> this is where you're talking about, is it scheme or is it kind of just, you know, Talent. we were talking about, what, right. you know, you were talking about the with Kiffin. I'll tell you what I think about Mississippi State, and after two more games, this is exactly what I think about Mississippi State. I think week one against LSU was absolute luck bullshit. LSU was in no way prepared for it. I think and you're Mississippi right. State threw the ball, what, 68 times? Right. So I, I was absolutely, I mean, even average to above average quarterbacks will hit wide open receivers all day. They right. just will yeah. against any defense. If you're not covering somebody, they're going to hit him. He may not get a lot of yards after the catch, but. He, he, you know, he's going to throw it and the dude's going to catch it. So, But I think what you're saying now is 
Leach trying to bring a full-blown Pac-12 offense until maybe he feels like he's got some personnel to play more SEC offense mm-hmm. against SEC defenses. And, man, Mississippi State put up two in the top of the third kind of thing. Like, right. probably scored two points, which means they didn't score any offensive points. And they have, what, they had six picks? Something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, they got intercepted six times. They have, like, I think they might have more turnovers than the Astros have men left on base. Yeah. So, if not, it's close. <laughs> if not, it's oh, close. It's so like the last that. two games, they look like absolute trash. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's Leach. You never know. Yeah. Um, and, we'll, and we will definitely get into more with Leach uh, as we analyze yeah. next week. But uh, let's go ahead and get into this week's game, or this past week. You know, we had Texas A&M uh, in Florida in a game that we both were not super optimistic about. And you know what? They showed us. They showed us something. Yeah, uh, well, they showed us a lot. They showed us a lot. Not all of it positive, not no. all of it negative. They showed us a lot. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I was trying to think about a better way to go about this. So, like, the positives or the negatives fixes or, like, maybe we should do Army style. We do AARs, after action review. You do three, uh, three sustains and three improves. So, three things that we did well that we should keep doing. Sure. And three improves, which are three things we screwed up that we need to fix. Okay. So, it's so the three sustains. So the a, we're going to go AAR model. All right. So, we'll, we'll just go and do that. And we'll just go back. And, yeah, we'll right. just go back and forth. So, um, the sustains will be easy. And and when you have a successful mission, you'll have a million sustains. And you'll, like, be stretching to find the improves. Right. But, um, so we'll say at least three sustains, and we'll just go back and forth. Okay. And I'll let you go first so I don't steal, like, your first thunder or anything. Sure, no, that's fine. So, I mean, kind of looking at my sustains, uh, this week. No, you get one. We're just going to bounce and forth. Uh, you get I, one. I get one. All right. Yeah. So, my first one, uh, I will go ahead and put out here. Uh, receivers catching the ball. Ah, Right? Yes. Okay, so receivers. No more dropsies. Right, yeah, no more dropsies. So, all of a sudden, you know, our problems from the last couple weeks, offense has been a little slow in the catching department. All of a sudden... Uh, doesn't matter how tight the window is, they're catching and, the ball. And that was something we talked about as something that needed to be improved that maybe just could be improved. Right. All right. Um, I got one. Okay. Mond. Kellamond. Kellamond had an absolute monster game. He looks fantastic. And he talked about how tight the window is. Well, to catch a ball in a tight window, the ball has to be thrown in the tight window. Right. There were two throws that I saw all game long that were just full-blown like bleh. Right, just overthrown, not yeah. good. Two. Yeah. What do you go for, like 338, 348, something like that? Yeah, three, yeah, 338. Yeah, so phenomenal game. Um, I thought he managed the team well. I thought he managed the passing game well. I thought he uh, I, I thought he threw into tighter windows than I thought he could throw into. I mean, I mean he threw into quadruple um, coverage, and they caught He threw ball. a couple of deep balls. Yeah. Uh, that uh, one was really good. One was good. The, the the one that was just good was the one to Chapman. Which it was yeah. short, but you want to talk about next level play from a receiver? The way he uses body to shield the defender, which he has every right to do mm-hmm. after like jumping, using his body to shield the defender. There's a ton of pictures going around, and they're really kind of from the pylon looking back. And you can see, like, just still photos, and you can see how he used his body because the defender right. had his arms out like he was trying to pick it off, but he was facing towards the sideline because Chapman, used as he jumped up, used his hips and his ass, and he bumped him out of the way and caught it. And I, and I hate that, you know, it obviously ended in an injury for Chapman. Well, and he's but, done for the year from what I'm yeah, he's, yeah, he's done. He's got 20 seal. Yeah. But, um, but, man, what a way to go help out your quarterback. Who didn't throw a bad ball, by any means. No. Could have been better. Could have been, like, three or four yards further. I'm about to say it was a, a B-ball, and it, he turned it into an A-plus play. It, it, yeah, it was a ball that your receiver still had a chance to make a play on. Right. And you know what Chapman did? <clears throat> Went up and made a play. He did. And, All right, you're sustained. And perfect. Um, I but, think, yeah, right. but enough about Chapman. My point was Mond. Right, and, and, and Kel Mond. I saw a tweet the other day. It must be absolutely miserable for all – the curmudgeons out there that were like, I'm not watching Aggie football at Screw Kellen Mond. Right. Like, what a miserable Monday for you, man. And that's like, that's like, that's like, all of a sudden, hey, uh, guess what? He actually did the job. Yes. Good for him. Sorry you didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, so, man, a grown-ass man, Isaiah Spiller. Ooh. Grown-ass man. Ooh. Moving the ball like against his... Like, there were no obstacles. It didn't matter. Well, the beast mode run, man. And yes. I put on Twitter, I was like, I need some nerds to turn this into the beast mode. And... <laughs> What some people maybe didn't see, and if you've seen the replay, maybe you understand. You know, running backs bouncing off corners and safeties just happens. It happens, Bro, yeah. he he just completely blew up their middle linebacker. That's who that was. That wasn't a right. corner. That wasn't a safety. The that was the middle linebacker he ran over for a touchdown. 
And I said he had 174 yards, 27 attempts. He was averaging six and a half per carry. Yeah, we were at six point one as a team. So yeah. he went for 174, and Chapman went for 154. First time in the history of the program we've ever had receiver or uh, running back uh, combo. All right. Okay, so I'm gonna piggyback. We'll do one more sustain, then we'll get in the proofs. Okay. Um, the piggyback on that was the uh, I believe it was played for it, and I put this out on Twitter, and nobody was talking about it when it happened. The announcers really didn't even mention it, which was amazing to me. We ran an option to the near side um, that was just blown up. You mm-hmm. know, the receiver was pushed back. You clearly had uh, uh, you clearly had defensive linemen and linebackers scraping down. This was going to be a this was going to be a bad option. And Anias cuts in front of Kellen Mon, makes a block, and Kellen Mon turns what should have been four or five negative yard play into it was a two yard positive play. Right. And I can almost swear that was a play right before the touchdown. Right. <clears throat> so instead of being fourth and seven and deciding what you're going to do, it's fourth and two, you trust your team, you give it to Spiller. Right, and they did. The, the amount of football brains required, not to mention the speed to make it happen and the sure, quickness. of course. But the kid isn't just a talented football player. He is like, he dude, he's, his football IQ is clearly off the chart. Cuts in front, he knows that he's, he sees that the option is dead. Cuts in front of Kellen, makes a small little chip block from a dude scraping down down the line, and Kellen's able to get positive yards out of an option that should have honestly gone for at least you know negative three, negative four yards. Right, so, so it was well done. And not to mention just Anias, everything else. Anias, yeah. Anias, 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 so, doing stuff. All right, so improves. Improves. We're gonna do three, and I'm gonna start because I want to go end. for it. Come on now. So so I'll end on what I really want to end on. All right. Um, improves. Florida was four for four in their first four drives, and not just scoring. Touchdowns. They scored touchdowns. This is a problem. We got to fix that. I mean, as good as Florida's offense has shown they can be, we need to fix that defensively. You, you can't just let them, like in four drives, put up 28 points. You just can't. No. And, and I get it. I get the high, like the high powered, high octane Florida offense. I get it. But there were opportunities to stop things, and we didn't. Right. All right, so I'll let you do another improve, and then I'm going to go in. I, I really hope I don't steal yours. Into length with mine. Oh, I, I think I think I know what yours is. I so think, I'm, I think uh, you should know what mine so is. I'm, so I'm probably not going to highlight on that. If you want to, we'll talk about it, because I've got another one anyways. Okay, well, I mean. It's nice to be angry after a win. Yes. And not nearly as angry as after the Vandy win. No, you're <laughs> right, you're right. But there are, there are some... These and what's nice is, other than like unlike Vandy, right. these are small things that we're hitting on. Right now, I, one thing I did notice. Speaking of going four for four on drives, though, yeah. And my buddy and I text back and forth during the game. Yeah, it keeps me from tweeting too much, like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Elko moved from the press box down to the sidelines. Did he? I think he did because I could have swore I saw him. Um, and. Some defensive coordinators are better with the camera view up top in the press box. Some coordinators need to be down talking to their dudes, like right after plays happen. Mm-hmm. And and I and I thought that was a, 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 a there was a big turning point in the game. And I don't know, maybe he just come down early, or I don't know what Florida it was. But was, right. But yeah. So, so all right. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I mean, like I said, this may like may, maybe not in length with what you're talking about, but probably in a similar vein. I'm, I'm just going to open up an umbrella and just put it all under this. Um, we need to seriously focus on discipline. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't mine. That oh, was going to be the one right. if I did. Yeah. Okay, so 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 discipline. Oh, so, so discipline oh, for me. So, defensive discipline. Yeah, defensive discipline. Honestly, and, coming mean, off of Florida. Just, I mean, yeah. not 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 calling out any any individuals at all, but we know exactly who we're talking about. Um, so you you give up two personal fouls in this game that were both completely avoidable. And on top of that, one of them ends up leading to a score on the next play. Quick sidebar. The first one, it was I was iffy. kind of okay. No, it wasn't iffy, but I was kind of okay with it. Like I get they, it. They came with a little attitude. You can flash it back. I, I was okay. The second one, the was, second one was stupid. completely unacceptable. Well, and it, and it negated another penalty. It was So basically, you give up two touchdowns and you give up 30 yards of field position. It's right. really what that ends up being. Right, which, I mean, you know, that – didn't decide the game, but it can decide the game. It, it can. It certainly can. So I, I just that's something that I, I think is not a, a hard fix. It's not. It's not. You know, it's just you no. need to have game awareness, and you just got to come into the thought process it's, of if if this is going to hurt my team, 
why do it? I don't know if it's game awareness. I think it might be emotional awareness. Yes. I think that's that. probably what it is. I, I think just it's so much emotion, flying so high, flying around, flying to the ball, being hyped up, just loving your teammates and being right. in the moment. And, and, and I, I, just, I get it. I do, but... I get it. But, however, comma, (laughs) the better teams don't do that. No. You have to be able to keep your cool. No, you absolutely need to keep your cool. And it sucks. Look, it it absolutely sucks, but you have to be able to. So it's, you know, it it was unfortunate, but, um, but, you know, thankfully it didn't cost us the game. You know what I'm saying? It didn't cost us the game. Exactly. So I want to talk about... The th- well, this will be our third improve. I said it. I was going to talk about it on Twitter. I'm an Aggie. I'm not going to lie about it. So I'm going to talk about it. All right. Holy clock management. Jesus. Why Why would we bring this up? <laughs> because, be- you know why? Because it's not a one-time and just one-game issue. You're not wrong. It is one of the most fascinating things I've seen. And by fascinating, I mean I would like to use other F words, but we try to keep this nice and family friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, except we're saying shit all the time. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so they don't bleep that on TV anymore. You're so, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So we get down into the red zone, and we seem surprised. Sure. Like oh, as, oh, as crap, though we're, we're here. like, oh, well, that play wasn't going to work. So you're like, all right, you're looking at the clock. You're going, all right, well, this, uh, you know, we got time. We should be able to run maybe one, maybe two more plays. You know, we got a timeout. You know, we got timeouts in our back pocket. And uh, and there's, yet again, confusion. There's confusion. And right. it is it is baffling to me because this isn't year one with Jimbo anymore. No. I understand a different system being confusing. I do get it. This isn't year one. It's not acceptable anymore. Period. End of discussion. So that is Jimbo's fault. It is Jimbo's sideline. It is Jimbo's coaches and assistants that are supposed to keep that in line. Right. The fact that we got down to that point had nothing, like had no play called or had no even thought which part of the play you know, play card to go to. We end up blowing an unnecessary timeout. We throw a pass. Next play, we throw a pass into the end zone, which uh, doesn't get completed, but we get pass interference, which would have stopped the clock, would have moved us up. We just still had the timeout. We could have tried to run the ball in from the damn one or two yard line. Right. So it's just one bad decision. Literally, you can just, it's just dominoes that fall. It's and man, ball. we got away with it. It's like the, it's like the discipline on defense. We got away with it, but how many more effing times are we going to get away with that crap? Right. How much have we seen this season burn timeouts because we can't get substitutions right? right. We can't get plays in on time. It is absolute trash. And I'm going to bang this drum until it gets fixed. And the only person that can fix it is the guy that gets paid to fix it. And all his assistants that we pay to fix it. And all the coordinators that we pay to fix it. Those coordinators hired the assistants. So figure it out. It is the most simplistic thing to ensure your substitutions are in accordance with the plays you want to call. And the fact you got in the red zone in a critical part of the game almost seemed just flat-blown surprise. Like you were like, holy shit, we're down here. Just put him in. No, 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 put the other guy in. Now, you know what? Yeah, we'll just call a timeout. What in the holy dog shit are you doing? Right. So it's just... <laughs> It, it, it's just, it blows my mind, and you, and then you combine that with the fact you got dudes like Peter Burns, who I love Peter Burns, AC Network. I love him. Yeah, he's I love following good. him on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's like, you know, of all the teams in the SEC, you have a great shot. A&M should be favoring the rest of the game. So now you got Peter Burns giving us all this freaking hope. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. And, and like, Ugh. but you look at it and you think, all right, well, who are the teams that we have left on the slate? We really, truly, well, I mean, you got to worry about all of them. But who are the ones that really concern you? Tennessee concerns you. South Carolina's got to concern you. Yeah. Because you're going to South Carolina. And they've been looking pretty good. I hate to sound like a jerk. I'm not concerned about Mississippi State, but we'll get into a little bit what yeah, I, we'll, why I we'll, think we shouldn't be. We'll get into that, yeah. But I think I think South Carolina and Tennessee are, your, are the two on your schedule Really, before you get to Auburn, to where they're still concerned, because you know Auburn making late season runs, and and it's just, I, I just you know last week that crap with Arkansas, and it's right. like all of a sudden, for some reason the SEC wants Auburn to win. It's all the bounces go their way, which is crazy because they still find ways to lose games. But I think 
if you can handle Mississippi State this weekend, which I, I think we do, then I think you can handle Ole Miss because if you can handle Florida, you can handle Ole Miss. All right? Ole Miss might be a high-flying offense, but they ain't got the talent that Florida does. No, they don't. Yeah, I mean, you look up and down that Florida offensive roster, you're talking about, at least at the skill positions, they you're talking about off. some legitimate NFL first, second, third round dudes. Right. Um, That's why this was such a big win. It was huge. Uh, so, I don't want to end the review of the game on a negative, so I want to do no. two more sustains. If you got another one, uh, okay. that's cool. Uh, sustain number one, uh, when – we turn the ball over and you're like, crap, that's kind of it because the way Florida's been scoring, mm-hmm. our defense found an answer. They did. They found an answer and, man, just huge. You know, when the def- when we needed the defense to truly come up, they did. And they did it against a high-powered offense. So I think that is absolutely massive. It was absolutely. I mean, as much as we're going to harp on defense giving up touchdowns against Florida, they did step up when it mattered. Everybody gives up touchdowns to Florida. Everybody gives up touchdowns to Florida. Not to mention we gave up to their big boys. Right. Two, so. two, so there's my second one. Jared, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. All right. Two, man, wasn't it nice to see us give Florida a dose of their own medicine by showing them that Weidermeyer is just as talented. He was so good. He, he looked awesome. He, he is so good. He bear-clawed ball one-handed yeah. on a third-down pass. I don't think I could God do that. Bless in a, that I don't guy. think I could do that in a flag football game. No. It, it, that was fantastic. And I will say, you know what? If we're going to throw on, I'll throw on one more sustain. Because it was a good win. I'll throw on one more, and it's more or less it's an aesthetic thing. And this is for all you fine folks out there. Props to every single one of you that was at the game because that atmosphere was pretty <laughs> damn solid. Ten mullen turn into a ween. Actually, if you really read the comments, he wasn't like super bitching or complaining no. or anything. Like it just shows you like the power of twelve, the power it of makes, the twelfth man. It makes a difference. And I and I think and I think uh, old army understands that. You know, it's limited capacity, so I feel like they're maybe making a little bit more noise. They and know, they, they were they maybe, around and us. And I always laugh about like. Dude, even if you're 75 and just sitting at the game, like when it's an important uh, if it, like if it's possession a third down, or down right. just just go. Uh, like it just, helps, it, dude. If everybody did that, it would be ridiculous. Well, so yeah. it's just, man, I, I I'm right with you. The 12th man was phenomenal. They man. they did a great job, and you know, like I said, having been there, you know, you did kind of notice the energy, and it, it was a really kind of interesting energy in the ball in the game. You know, for like what really felt like what we've seen the last several years. All of a sudden, all the uh, people, you know, like, yeah, we consider ourselves a red ass podcast, but I'm not sure about you, but me personally, I don't mind booing a bad call. I will, I never have a problem booing a ref. No, and that's what, that's, that's where, where I is. do it. And right. That's where it is, but I'll boo a ref. Right, and I'll boo a ref. And the Quit thing clutching is, your pearls about booing, please. Right. I get it. The horse is live, right? Uh, right. River to river to river. But riff, the booing absolutely ringing around the stadium after uh, the personal foul call and the quick touchdown. That made a difference. It was loud in there with the boost. And immediately what that did was spurn every other drive past that. Twelfth man was rocking. So you can't tell me that it doesn't make a difference. Our disdain leads to games. You can put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. It's You know, <laughs> I, I thought the twelfth man was phenomenal. They did great. I was, I was thrilled by it. Um, I, I mean, it, they, it was – I was – Sat at home and watched. And you know what? <clears throat> you absolutely know it's the 12th man. It and the one large. thing I'll say about A&M, for as long as I remember going to A&M games and watching A&M games, which unfortunately is twice as long as you because I'm an old fart. That's all right. But <clears throat> good defense makes us rowdy. It does. And when we're rowdy, we play even better defense. We do. So it's, man, I... Every, just seriously, tip of the maroon cap to every single person that was in the stadium. Because you know what? There's oh, no way it was G. Yeah, <laughs> except for you. Oh, um, uh, yeah, up to but not including. Right. But I, and I, it, it, there's no way that it was just the students. So, old army, you, you, you y'all showed out. It was, it was so awesome uh, on TV. They, I, I mean. I don't know how much they were amplifying it, to be honest. I don't think they had too much. No. It was loud. And what's funny is when there's less people, but everybody's being super loud, there's still more echo. So well, it, makes it, it rings better. around in there. Yeah, That's the crazy so. part. All right. So next week, let's uh, we can highlight a quick, few quick things. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's more than a few quick things going into Mississippi State. And, no. And I'm, and I'm sorry to hear, and I'm sorry to say that if you're a Mississippi State fan listening, which 
Hi, Stingray. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he follows me on Twitter. He's a good cat. Stingray's awesome. I, I love Stingray. And he, he's not really much of a Mississippi State fan anymore because the way the fan base harassed him for years. It's unbelievable. I mean, hell, he graduated from University of Alabama. Well, that was meteorology, though. Right. That's why he went there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he, if, if you ever if you don't follow, it was a Stingray SEC or something like yeah. that on Twitter. Yeah. Great kid. He's dropped also like 100 pounds. Right? Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's looking great. And, he's looking um, great. And, but, uh, and see, he and I, like I said, that's... And that's one connection we share and one of the reasons why you I You guys are weather nerds. Because we're both weather nerds. I, yeah. like, I love the guy. So, I follow you because you're a weather nerd, so I don't have to do all the research. Yeah, that's why you do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I really want to touch on that. But uh, can, let, let's do a, some, a quick round of the games next week. Oh, uh, just conference. I'm not, I, honestly, I'm telling you right now, I don't care about non-conference. All right, that's fine. That's fine. We can I, don't, I don't think there's anything worth watching. All right. Let's go ahead and just hop in. So let's look at the SEC next week. All right, let's go week seven of the year. Uh, you have Auburn at South Carolina. Auburn's a three and a half point favorite. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. At South Carolina. At South Carolina. <clears throat> Do the balls continue to bounce their way, or does South Carolina show themselves? They're one and two, and I think they have a chance to win that one. I think South Carolina absolutely has a shot to win this. Yeah. And I hate Will Muschamp, and I hate Auburn. So. Go Cox. I'm gonna call a tie. I'm going to call, uh, they, they exercise the new overtime rule and they eventually end in a tie. Okay. Because that way neither of them can be happy, which makes me happy. <laughs> That's fair. I'll call my first tie and probably last tie ever. There you go. Dude, if I'm right. Yeah, I'm, if I'm right, I'm that, right a lot that, that would be really incredible. Uh, so you got Kentucky at Tennessee. Um, Kentucky 1-2 coming off a win against Mississippi State. You know, Tennessee just, reeling mm, a little bit. We'll K- see. K- Kentucky is, is nothing like what people thought they might be this year. They're just not. I think Tennessee is really good. I just think Georgia's that much better. Yeah. Uh, I think Tennessee will kind of pound it to them a little bit. Six-point favorites. Well, yeah, I think Tennessee will win by 10 or 14. Okay. T- Tennessee's a really good football team. I'm just trying to tell you, Georgia's a really, really good football team. I think you're right. Okay, um, here you go. So, uh, kind of an intriguing game for us, considering a future opponent and one we just beat, LSU at Florida in the Swamp. I would not want to be LSU this week. No. I, I said something about this. I just randomly posted it on Twitter because it popped in my brain, and apparently I'm losing filters when it comes to college football <laughs> and Twitter. But Florida has two games to get the ship right. 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 Before they go to the world's largest outdoor car- cocktail party and get it figured out, because because right. I mean it's played in Jacksonville, Florida. Right. So I mean, dude, they might have full capacity. I mean, There's no telling. I kind of want that to the happen. The state of Florida is insane. They don't give a shit. I'm Was ready it DeSantis for it. or not the mayor or yeah, governor? Whoever, whoever it is, that right. guy's like, dude, let's build 130 percent capacity. Let's, let's go. rock it. I'm just pile, like, pile them in. Oy. <laughs> um, but uh, no, but, but they, dude, Florida has two weeks to get it right. They have LSU, and then I believe they have Missouri on the back end. Maybe I'll just check yeah. this week. So, yeah, I would not want to be LSU this week. No. I think Dan Mullen is going to destroy them, and you could tell me the line was 21, right. and I'd be like, yeah, Florida. It's 13 and a half, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I'm telling you, this is this, – this might be where Ed Orgeron has to start thinking about what he's going to do with Bo Pelini. Right. Which – if he had thought earlier, the first thought should have been, don't hire that meathead, but here we are. Yeah, yeah I could have told you that from the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, that intriguing game there. Another intriguing game of two teams that are both under 500, um, believe it or not. Uh, Ole Miss uh, at Arkansas, both teams coming off of close losses to teams from Alabama. And honestly, I think, you know, the high flying, depth defying offense versus Arkansas, who's shown a good defensive capacity. Might be an intriguing game. I think Ole Miss's offense, if what they showed against Alabama is yeah, it, it's kind of closer to what they are, I don't think Arkansas will be able to keep up because Arkansas, they're going to give up points. Arkansas isn't a defensive stalwart by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to give up points. So then the question is, can Arkansas keep up? And I just I don't think they can. Right. I, Arkansas, Felipe Franks, he's a fun story. I was I was thrilled thrilled for him, you know, to, to see them kind of pull it out. But um, yeah, I don't. I think I, just, I, I can't see Arkansas winning that game. I don't think so either. Um, Vandy Missouri got postponed. That's toilet bowl of the week, and that's not going to be a game. Uh, okay, you know what? That might have been my second tie. <laughs> that should have been closer to like five to five. Yeah, could have <laughs> been. Uh, so big game. This is big game of the week. Uh, that's going to be Georgia. The 230 matchup. At, yeah. Georgia oh. at, at Alabama. 
And six point line to Alabama. Well, no, it's not even that. It's it's six. It's gonna be seven p.m. on CBS. Night game. It was slated for the two thirty. They pushed it back to seven. Apparently. Night game is CBS. Um, Georgia. You know, I I. I mean, the time slot doesn't matter. The time slot doesn't matter, but God, you know, it's like if you feel like, I feel like I say this every year, like this is gonna be the time. But I just can't bet against Alabama because there's no point in doing it. I would maybe think about it if it was at Georgia right now. Just maybe. kind of the way they're they're banging all cylinders. And the thing is, um, God, man, I don't know. It's a tough I, game. Well, I mean, it, it, the line's that tight. Uh, uh, but I, 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 like like you said, you can't. Why bet against them? Well, I mean, everybody and their dog keeps saying Kirby Smart in Georgia is the future of the SEC as far as that being the dominant program. They haven't. I mean, yes, they've won he's, the East, but, but they can't get over the hill. He's running out of games to be the benefit of the doubt there, right? Though. Like yeah. he's had a lot of opportunity. Like Kirby Smart did get hired last year. No, so and I mean, he has to compete to get in, I, in a national title and had a shot against. Here's, them. here's my call in this game, and it's probably not going to sound too different about how these games normally go. Um... I think Georgia is able to take some early kind of blows, offensive blows from from Alabama because nobody on the planet can cover Waddle in college. No. Nobody on the college planet can cover him. I think uh, Georgia will will punch back, but I think Alabama ends up pulling away. You're probably looking like a 42-30, 42-28 game. I think Alabama's got – Alabama clearly showed they have firepower to just keep putting up points. Right, and 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 that's the deciding thing And I know Georgia defense is obviously better than Ole Miss. You don't have to text me or DM me that. But I would still say Alabama's probably the better team. Nick Saban owns Kirby Smart until he doesn't. He owns his assistants until he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, so at this point, I mean, it's going to be Alabama. I mean, I can't bet against them. Um, So, all of a sudden you have yourself that – you know, 3 o'clock slot on SEC Network. That's A&M. At Mississippi State, we open as a 6.5-point favorite. Well, I think we cover. Um, I think I think Mississippi State's turnover, uh, you, you can't, you know, when you have one bad week with a lot of turnovers, that's just sometimes an anomaly. They've had two straight weeks of really bad turnovers. Uh, yeah. they've, they've benched the, the, you know, the golden child that he chose as quarterback, or at least they benched him for a little bit. Well, does he, he has six touchdowns, but nine picks. Yeah, that's not, not how you normally like, – like, And over 1,000 yards passing in three games. Yeah, well, but still. I wonder how many yards he has passing the other team, too. <laughs> exactly, so. plenty. So, this is – I don't – I mean, look, I grew up on the offensive side of the ball, so to me, like, nothing's easy on defense. Um but the way I look at it is, you don't sit back there and dime all day uh, because you can't put that onus on our young secondary guys. Because if you try and play nickel and dime defense, not not offensive nickel and diming, right. if you try and play uh, nickel and dime packages in defense all day, you're going to get exposed because you have a bunch of really, really, really talented, super, super, super young kids. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to continue to push uh, and pressure. And when you pressure... Uh, yeah, you're going to create turnovers. Right. And so I think that's kind of – there. I think there's a happy medium. I don't think you go a, a three-man front there's, and just drop eight. I think no. it's, I think that's the dumbest shit ever. No, you, um, you can still keep four. But I, what you've got to do is get home this week. Right. And if you can get home early, you don't have to keep – you don't have to worry about doing it often because you can get home early, they're going to change their offense, and that allows you to – like you basically get to dictate your defensive scheme – as long as you can get home quite a bit early. Right. So, and I think it's going to happen. I think our talent is far superior on defense. It should be, yeah. I think uh, so. To the front seven. Front seven I, I, I think it's the front seven. And the front seven can put enough pressure in. Um, I, I think the kingdom kind of walks away with this game. And I, and I understand that, you know, you're kind of on a big high coming off the Florida game. Which but, is obviously a concern. But, but you also beat what I think was maybe not the four team in the country, but not that far off. No, I, um, yeah, I think I, they're you, definitely a top 10 team. Yeah, and then I think you combine that with the fact that uh, Mississippi State is reeling, absolutely reeling, and that is, that's not a recipe for upset. Like, you got to get that BAS shit out of your mind. This is a recipe for us to go impose our will. Well, if it's like, this is the game where we need to prove that we earned what we did last week. Right. And well, it, that's exactly right. Impose right. your will. If we, if we want to pass, we should be able to pass. If we want to just pound the rock for three straight drives, we need to be able to show that we can do it. I am 
over the moon about how our offensive line looked. Yeah, no, they played very uh, well. I, I, I not a, I, not not a sack given up. They played well. Dude, how can you complain? No, you can't. No sacks given up, and we ran for what one ninety total, I think, or something like Whatever that. Was, we but... ran for a lot of yards. Um, and I, and I get it. Florida's probably has one of the worst defenses they had in a long time. But still, but but those, those are things that even when you do it against a yeah, maybe we, not top tier defense. Yeah, we had two hundred and five yard yeah, rushing. The confidence that you build by doing that is way more important than who you did it against. Right. Because it's not like you did it against, uh, you know, like a Big Twelve team that just isn't set up to play run defense at all. You know, you did it against an SEC defense, SEC defensive talent that even. Even though, uh, you know, it may not have been the best, you know, on, on Florida's end. You know, we were able to go out there in that one drive where we just lined up and literally ran it down their throats. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, uh, run you, the damn ball, man. Run, uh, yeah, yeah I, dude, I, I, I tweeted at you as soon as that happened. I was like, there it is, go. Yeah, there you go, buddy. So, I think I think we're able to – I don't think we need to throw for more than like 220 or 225, 250 this game. I think we need to – um, you know, just continue to, um, just run the damn ball. Yeah, I mean, and why not? And honestly, defensively, the only thing I want to see, other than the improvements we talked about, I want to see some. I want to see some turnovers. I want to see some picks. Well, up. but but think about it. Like, yeah. and when we were all probably at desperation mode watching the game, whether you're in Kyle or not, we got to. Yeah, we we turned the ball over. And you're like, good lord, if we don't get a turnover, this is going to get ugly real I fast. I tweeted out a play before what I would give for a turnover yeah. right now, and it happened. So, <laughs> so and we got it. And and yeah, another thing breeds a lot of confidence. And it you does. got a bunch of defensive players out there that know that they can get the ball turned over. So, I I have a ton of confidence going on this game. Just a ton. I, mean, I don't think no I don't think to. I don't think it's, it's like there's no way we lose. Obviously, but I I expect a And M to kind of walk away with this. I would think Mississippi State's going to put up points, whether it's kind of testing our defense and we get realigned, or they put up some trash points. I think Mississippi State will be in the you know twenty twenty eight range. Maybe I'm they about hit to say, thirty. I, I was thinking like forty two twenty. But but what I'd really like to see us is really kind of get close to the fifty mark. That'd be nice. And so. So yeah, so obviously I'm picking us to. I I'm about to say, with, with Chapman now, I mean that's going to be interesting to see. You what got right. You got Demis. You got yeah. Moose. You have a ton of talent. They're big. They're fast. They're yeah. You know, they're very Chapman esque. Right. So the 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 talent is there. The experience may not be, but man, if there was a week to run it out, this looks the, like a great week to a run great, it out. I mean, this really is so another kind I, of I think, week. I think what you're really hoping for is really pretty weather. Yeah. To let those kids get out there and really worry about spinning the ball and running some deep jump, 50-50 jump balls to Demas. Because it's, if it's a 50-50 jump ball, if Demas is there, it's 90-10, man. Let's go ahead and um, check that. <laughs> and, and, but, but on the flip side of that, yeah. if it's just a slog, like quagmire kind of... Wet, nasty just, game. Then, uh, then Mississippi State's absolutely screwed. Mm-hmm. We won't put we'll up, run it. We won't put up 50 points, but we might run for 400. So, ton of confidence going to this game. Um you know, my, my biggest key for this game, again, you know, obviously our running game, but my biggest key for this game, and I'm, I'm dude, I'm going to dance. Oh, yeah, looking primo. It's 66. And this is from the 44, weather It's a high 66, low 44. It's going to be clear. That sounds like perfect. football weather. That is football weather. Let's go play weather. some football. That's great um, weather. But I'm going to continue to push the key that I think drives our offense, and I think I've pounded it all week. Hmm? No? No. No. I, no, I don't think he's truly the key. My key to the offense, being able to both extend the field, spread the field, and run the ball, is Weidermeyer. Okay. Because he's a possession tight end where a four- or five-yard pass is just as good as a run because it's quick, it happens. And, and he's good at um, it. He's good. Uh, so I still think the offense somewhat runs through Weidermeyer. And, and as he sets things up, you don't have to throw deep balls to set up the run. You just have to be able to complete right. passes. That's right. So when you take a guy out of the box that has to follow a tight end, or you leave him in because, man, he can block. He's mm-hmm. a big, big dude. Yeah. So I think it's maybe a, a kind of a either side of the scale thing. Weidemeyer sets up Spiller, sets up Weidemeyer, sets up Spiller. And then those two set up the entire passing game. Right. And, and even if it's just chunking away at two, three yards, but it's in between, it's always positive yards. So... Um, I, I look for, I look for a big game this weekend. I uh, just big big game. 
Straight up. There's there's a lot there are a lot of good things to look forward to I think this week, um so you know obviously and if just, not we'll know, have a really long podcast next week yeah and Lord and knows it'll be super duper angry yeah we don't want that no. so just go ahead and win it make life this, easy on all well and and this is a and this is a great game for the team to confirm what they just did and then head into some games that are going to suck right and some games that might be a little bit tougher right so. and on the road and so it's this is a great game to go on the road at Mississippi State. You know, going to be 75% less cowbells. Right. Thank God. <laughs> so so this will be the game where you're able to go on the road and impose your will. And I think that's that'll be the biggest mental difference. They can go to Mississippi State and do what I think they're going to do. Now you've done it on the road. Now this team knows they can beat, uh, at the time, number four ranked team in the nation. I'm, it's great. But I, in, I, I, I think it's great that they're ranked right above us because that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, um, sure. And for all the rankings don't matter, they still kind of do. Um, and then, uh, you know, to go on the road and do that as well. So I think the combination of this past Saturday, and if we can go to Stark Vegas and do what I really think and hope we're going to do, this team will be flying high. And, and South Carolina Tennessee may end up just kind of being speed bumps. Hopefully they so, are. So this is, I think, as big as the Florida win was, this week is crazy. Think about the last time we went to Mississippi State with all these expectations. Because I was a yellow leader. We wore those god awful white uniforms mm-hmm. with the silver Texas Texas outline on them. I remember the those. Texas outline. Those were so, gross. Not so it's so always <laughs> the game. The game was grosser than the uniforms. Yeah, and it was not so, fun. So go to Stark Vegas. Do what you do. Impose your will. And man, this team is going to be flying. So they, they, so, they've got a lot of parts and pieces. For all the complaints we had about a really great win. It was a good win. Got in. It was a good win. There's some things that still need to be cleaned up. I think a bunch of them are things that can be cleaned up, and then you know, but in on a positive. I'm 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 huge hey, on the Ags. I'm about to say absolutely love it. Love the fact that we were able to pull that off. I mean, yep. I mean, biggest win at Cofield since 2002, guys. Huge win. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Good for them. And so you know, hopefully this is the oh, sign of future. And, and lest we forget, two things. One. Great pickup, Regis, the defensive tackle, mm-hmm. and uh, that happened on Saturday. You got lost in the shuffle because the madness that was Saturday football. Right, and then uh, Sunday we completed the Gator sweep. Aggie yeah, women's soccer. Aggie soccer. They Aggie, did the thing. Aggie soccer went out and beat Florida at Ellis. So good uh, for them. Just, so a, just a really great weekend. Honestly, the only like staying on my sports weekend, honestly, from Saturday or Sunday. Astros. Um. Well, no, that wasn't until. Oh yeah. Well. Yeah, it was Sunday. Excuse me, Saturday. <laughs> the only staying on Saturday was that Miami didn't cover because yeah. I picked him to cover. Sunday, obviously, uh, not that he's listening or not that, you know, I don't know how many of y'all care about this, although I would think you care a little bit just as a human. Man, absolute, a million prayers sent up for Dak Prescott. And, no and doubt. Recovery. That, was that was awful. That was gross, and I'm really upset that I actually caught the replay. I didn't, yeah. mean, I didn't mean to, and I turned around. I was like, what? As a dude that has like really, really shitty ankles, I really didn't want to see the replay. No. Um, and then a great on Aggie soccer there on Sunday. It looked and, good. And uh, if the Strokes could get their shit together, I would be greatly appreciative. Fingers crossed. So. Uh, oh and and oh no, never mind. We almost signed a guy, but then we didn't. Then we didn't. Yeah, yeah. whatever. All right, no, moving no. on. So uh, at this point, uh, just some well, let's get personal things, things that we got going on this week. Uh, for any of you that are listening in the Brenham area, uh, we are actually my band. Uh, is going to be playing in Brenham on Friday night at Four Star Concert Hall. Anybody want nice. to check it out? By all means, do so. Um, and our EP release, so our music's coming out on the 6th of November. Look look forward for that. I'm sure I'll post a link for it um, as that situation progresses. So we'll go ahead and keep rolling yeah. with that. So. I got nothing personal. I mean, Good Bull's up and banging away, man. Ooh, We're ooh. back to We got potatoes on the menu now every day. The barbecue stuff, potatoes. And then... Uh, uh, hump Day Ribs came back last week. So Taco Tuesday to, uh, tomorrow or today, listening. And then um, Hump Day Ribs are back. You know, we got them until they're gone. So uh, restaurants banging away. Uh, looking forward to a, another great week. You know, if you're in town and around, we do it from 1130, 630. Mm-hmm. Swing by for lunch. Have all that good bull. Yep. Literally all that good bull. Waka, waka, waka. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and we're BYOB, by the way. So if you're in town on Saturday and, and feel like grabbing some barbecue, maybe watch some football, we should have our Chromecast sticks. We should have our TV back up. Okay. We, uh, we went with YouTube TV. Uh, YouTube. YouTube TV. Tuesday evening. 
Tuesday. Whatever you say, bro. It's about you. It's about YouTube, mate. Um, but uh, so we should have you know, football up uh, on Saturday if you want to come in either before the game or, or grab an order and go home. And, and, and I don't like watching Aggie football in public. It's probably best for everybody. Yeah. But uh, but hey, man, what a great fun weekend. Yeah. Um, it is so great to see this program turn that corner when it comes to big wins at Kyle. Um, and and again, I will uh, all day, all all day. Huge props and shout out to the twelfth man and to the retired twelfth man, old army up there in the stands and Kyle. It was great. Keep it up. You know, all you old army guys, you got to realize that you got to make up a little bit for some students not being gone. You ain't got to show up to you know to work on Monday or church on Sunday without your voice, but you know, make a little noise and have a little fun. Yeah. So you know. I got nothing else, brother. I'm just going to give a big old gig No, Awesome. Yeah, make sure you guys do follow us once again along on all of our social medias. You can catch me at Robert underscore White 14 on Twitter. Roy May 15 on Twitter. Red Ass Podcast, guys. Uh, you can't catch us here on Spotify, YouTube. I'm working on YouTube. Apple. That's <laughs> I'm working on Apple. Well, yeah, it's kind of a pain to get with them, but you know, I'll be working on that. So you guys, we appreciate you catching in. Um, beat the hell out of Klinga. Yes, please. If you guys got anything uh, you want us to talk about or address or anything coming up for the games coming up or just kind of anything in general. Oh, but like anything else in general, you know, we're not just a sports podcast. I will, I will talk about barbecue. I will talk about cooking, baking. I don't care. Yeah. So, um, yeah, y'all yeah. hit us up. Let us know what's new. You guys ever got anything you want to hear us just ramble on about? So, all right, man. Hey. Hey. Good game. 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 <laughs>